On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we conclude Trome, starring Jessica Alsman, with Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger 4 from 2000. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Fuck this place, man. I'm out of here. Are you selling the crack or are you smoking it? This is the real sequel. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 78. This is Brandon. And as always with me is co-host or Cullen Man, PDTST. Hope you're ready for my dick snot. And finishing what she started, we have from the Bob and Tom Show, and the second person now to join the Cult Cinema Cavalcade Five Timers Club, Jessica Alsman. Why would you do this to me, you sick bastard? Oh, it is a true honor. Thank you so much for having me back. It's a lot of, lot of Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcasts. Cullen, tell us what really happened on Toxie's second adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the Toxic Avenger must defend his friends from his own evil alternative universe doppelganger, the Noxious Offender. Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger 4 is directed by Lloyd Kaufman and stars David Maddy, Clyde Lewis, Heidi, Sturge, Heidi Sturson, Paul Kerms, Joe Flyshaker, Michael Bettinger, Lisa Terazakis, and Barry Briscoe. There are also many cameos that we'll call out as we go through. As that, yeah, that cast list is a bunch of huh, and you'll see a bunch of ah when you watch the film. We're back. We've done it. We've gone through all four Toxic Avenger movies. We completed the set. We completed Blackula now. We've completed Toxie. <laughs> We're almost all, there with Deathstalker and all the greats. All, all, all of the great franchises. We've gone through them. Citizen Toxie. Coming nine years in a cartoon series later from Trauma. People just kept asking, when are you going to make another Toxic Avenger? And there was that, and they kept asking, like fans kept asking Lloyd, who would win in a fight between uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man and Toxie? So he's like, all right, two birds, one stone. We'll get it all <laughs> this shit in here, and people can stop asking me these questions, and maybe we'll make some money off of it, too. There's a lot of up-and-coming talent that pops up in this movie, so Lloyd had links to some people that I was like, oh, wow. So as I mentioned with the cameos earlier. Yeah, a lot of those people, actually, I think all of those people flew out on their own dime to be in this movie. Aw, so, good friends. So, yeah, so every expense was spared to make this movie. We, we talked about uh, many times the look of the movie, and this one, I mean, this looks the film stock looks older than the originals yes. that they use. It is, wow. No, this looks like it was filmed in 1976. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it really does. It's 
people try for this look and fail. This one didn't try for this look. It's just the film stock they used, and it, it looks genuine. <laughs> you look at it, and you think, like, what year is this supposed to take place? <laughs> because there's no indication. It's not like people are using, like, cell phones or, you know, any kind of, like, technology. Like, the most advanced piece of technology is a bomb that's in the movie. Everything else. Right, yeah. You know, it, this could have been made in the 80s, for goodness sakes. You know what else was made in the 80s? What's that, Brandon? Is it waterbeds? Yes, indeed. (laughs) Have more facts about why more and more people are turning to the best night's sleep of their lives. Waterbeds are definitely no longer a fad. More than a million people bought one last year. And like I've told you before, more and more hospitals are buying them because patients rest more comfortably and require less care. Major hotel chains, big names like Hyatt, Marriott, Hilton, Sheraton, and Holiday Inns say the rooms with waterbeds are so popular with travelers, the more are being added all the time. But even with all these facts, I can tell you how I know they are successful, and that's from our customers. They keep sending their friends to our showroom. They keep writing and calling and saying it's the only way to sleep. So come by and see us. Now, let's get back to the movie. We open with Stan Lee narrating the first movie and then claiming this one to be the real sequel. And then we get the Troma logo. You know, it's not often that you get an apology at the beginning of your movie. Right. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Sorry about the three plus hours you just spent. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, we're going to take a mulligan on this and we're just going to do what you liked the first time. We're sorry. But you know what's funny? Is anything in this contradictory to what happened in the second two? No. Well, Aside from a name, but and, that's contradictory to the first one anyway, so. Yeah. Um, is anything in this one that two and three could have happened still, and then this well, one? Well, his, his voice is back to being voice, low, yeah. and I don't know whether you noticed this or not, but in a few scenes, there's a gray-haired woman with her hair like in a bun. That's supposed mm-hmm. to be Toxie's mom, and she looks a lot more like Toxie's original okay. mom than in the second and third one. So that's so, another thing where it's like, all right, I can see how you skipped two trying and Trying to be back to the basics. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's what it was. It was they listened to the complaints for two and three and said, okay, we're not going to do any of that that shit, and this is what we got because of it. So, Except uh, Cigarface <laughs> is now a sergeant. <laughs> yeah. And a different character entirely. Yeah, yeah. Just... Right. Yeah, that's just another one of those those cameos, although it's a pretty major role for it to be a, just a cameo. Mm-hmm. Right. It's Mexican lunch day where <laughs> the cafeteria at the special needs school is serving tuna tacos. A pregnant teacher, her name's Ms. Wiener, is talking about uh, take a Mexican to lunch day while her sp- special needs students all like scarf up tacos and burritos on their plates. And it's, ooh, it's pretty, it's it's trauma gross where they're like, oh, and just sloppy all over. It looks like someone dunked people's heads in a vat of taco. That's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Pretty gross. And the sounds, yeah, the sounds were very, <laughs> just they reached your soul. Like, I don't like they the sound do. of spit, let alone eating, which I get. It's trauma, like you said. But, yeah. I was trying mm-hmm. to eat dinner watching that scene. I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, we, do, we, don't need a, we don't need a visceral reaction from people eating. 
To be fair, I thought that food scene, that whole opening scene, was going to go as long as the opening fight from part two. <laughs> so I was just cringing. That's why I was like, I'll just, I'll wait. I'll finish this in a little bit. Mm. Well, one of them in a leather jacket is jerking off at his desk, and he gets scolded by Ms. Wiener. <laughs> what do you think you're doing, young man? Listen, bitch. <gasps> just because I'm a tired, does that mean you have to treat me like that? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm special. I don't think I'm ever going to get laid, so why can't I uh, masturbate? <gasps> Tito! <laughs> His name's Tito. <laughs> Before we started, you know, I talked about how I, you know, watched this movie several times, and when I watched it with the commentary, I really missed listening and watching Tito. <laughs> I was like right. reciting his lines in my head, like over the commentary. Like, hey, great. Whatever, Lloyd Kaufman. I want to hear Tito talk about playing with himself. <laughs> what I find funny is after, you know, I watch the movie and it's, you know, it sits with me. I think about Tito and as off-putting as he comes across and weird and he says these like vulgar things, mm-hmm. he's always pretty right about stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, the like voice his, of reason. His, yeah, he's a voice yeah. of reason with like where he is in life and and how he feels about himself. I'm like, well, you know, he's got right. a point. He's got yeah. a point. He's angry and frustrated about how his life is, and it makes sense how he acts. You know, when you right. realize that. Yeah, you laugh at it throughout the movie, and then you're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I've just watched this too many times, and I'm starting to dig deep into it. I don't know. Some guys dressed in pink baby outfits come in and hold up the classroom because it's Toxic Avengers. You got to have a hold up scene. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have just called this the next hold up movie. They start shooting guns and harassing students, putting like boobs in their face and shaking baby bottles, like acting like they're like ejaculating on them. <laughs> and T- Tito gets up and bolts, like he's out. Uh, I think you mean. Fuck this man! I'm out of Yes. That's how. I'm not sure there's a scene that he's in where he doesn't leave and says that. Uh, we then get a news report about the diaper mafia taking the Trumbaville school for the very special hostage. And, and these reporters are Jason and Randy Sklar. The Sklar brothers. And they are in a movie full of wonderful, outrageous stuff. They are they are still a highlight in it. Every time you see them, like, all right, here comes five awesome jokes. <laughs> I, I could have watched them for like 20 to 30 minutes just off the cuff, just coming up with whatever i love their special reporter josh levinsky who apparently is in a void all the time because he's like wherever he is <laughs> yeah you know it's just like him and if anyone else happens to be there and that's it this is blackness all around him so he could be in a fucking like parallel dimension or something right you don't fucking know where this guy is at all but terrible things happen to him, and it's always delightful. The press and police have gathered outside the school, and we find a one police officer is dressed very Hitler-like. He's commanding the diaper mafia and ordering executions inside the school. And we, we get a Lemmy cameo in the crowd mm-hmm. from Motorhead, yeah, well, the Ace the, of Spades. Well, like, is this where uh, Eli Roth it was right next to him, right? Oh, is he? Yeah. I was too, he, too focused on Lemmy. Yeah, like to Lemmy's right, Eli Roth is there. Wow. The, the police beg them to stop 
and they are working on their demands. Pandemonium is going on inside as the leader of the mafia is ruthlessly executing kids. Outside, the mayor, who is played by Ron Jeremy, is ordering people to be calm and pray. Uh, Van pulls up with a girl in a bikini from the really real TV bikini crew. <laughs> something they named the show uh this is funny i think that the news guys parody the uh, conservative media of the era which they're covering the story and they're just blaming what the cause of this yep. school stuff is like two kinds of music video games movies but not the news that not was funny, violence yeah. Shown, yeah not funny it, sorry it sounds bad a, a terrible tragedy but yeah how they're blaming everything but the actual news media coverage which shows all this graphic stuff was funny well, and, and, and you know like this is the second time we see him the first time we see him they talk about how there's a school shooting and the reporters are like annoyed that they have to talk about another school shooting not because of how tragic or sad it is they're just like again we're doing news on this again. Like, all right. And it's just, it's just. And this it's, movie is post Columbine. The whole diaper mafia thing, that is a satire of the, of trench, the trench coat, coat mafia. mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha Chambers from the Really Real Bikini TV comes in to interview the mafia and she starts it, but as the leader speaks, she grabs his wrist and then he begins smoking and she turns into Toxie. Troma's famously hideously deformed creature of superhuman strength. And one of the diaper mafia shits himself <laughs> and Toxie rubs it in his face and stomps his face in. Was was that the point where you stopped, Jessica? Cause... Yep. Yeah. The food already bothered me and I kind of got past it. But then when there was shit everywhere and smeared, yeah. I was like, all right. No, it, it's and gross, left fart but... noises too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all of it. It's... Every gross graphic thing that you can think of, like short of like shitting into someone's mouth. That's the only <laughs> way they could have made it grosser. You know what? I, you know what? Trauma is almost like a two, was it two girls, one cup? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But they put a plot around Je it. Jessica's like, two scoops of ice cream and a melted Snickers bar was a bad choice for dinner tonight. So bad. <laughs> it was, you know what? It was roast beef. It just didn't work either. Oh. French dip. It was French dip. <laughs> Just oh yeah, no. I didn't know that they were gonna bring back the sandwiches. It's nice to see sandwiches in the movie again too, <laughs> when the kiddos were eating it. But the cameraman reveals himself to be Toxie's sidekick, Lardass. Yay! And all you have to say is Lardass. If you ever <laughs> wanted to describe trauma to someone in one person, <laughs> what's trauma to you? That guy. Uh, yeah, it's gross, but you can't look away. That's kind of how he is. That's that is Joe Flyshaker, who is a trauma all star. He has a day job, so he's just doing this. Like he takes like vacation days in order to shoot trauma movies. Toxie slams one of the big mafia guys into the floor so hard that his head comes up through his ass. As a mafia guy pulls a machine gun, the teacher screams for the children to duck, and then they start mimicking ducks. Uh, Toxie <laughs> runs for cover as all the students are mowed down in glorious slow motion, <laughs> and it's all it's bloody as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything's painted in blood. I do, I do wonder why Toxie runs behind the school children. He's using them as shields. <laughs> I know that's so weird because we know Toxie's bulletproof. Why would he do such a dick move? 
After running out of bullets, the mafia leader reveals a detonator on his chest attached to a bomb that, if his heart stops, it explodes. He fesses that one of the officers has supplied the diaper mafia and helped them out. He talks of their genocide plans and such. Toxie rips the guy's guts out as Lardass begs him not to let his traumatons control him. Toxie is reminded of his heart stopping and the bomb going off and puts the guts back into him, just stuffing him back in. And Toxie stabs another dude in the eye as the timer for the bombs go off. In the janitor closet, Tito is doing heroin. Didn't your special helper tell you the drugs were bad for you? Fuck up, Super Zero. I'm just trying to act like all the other cool cats my age. <laughs> What's the deal, Tax? <laughs> Well, the deal is, I just can't stand by and watch you kill yourself. I'm not killing myself. Drugs kill my pain. Being a teenager sucks. Yeah, well. Being a tired teenager sucks worse. Drugs make it suck less. Whoa, you're pretty articulate for a druggy special student. What's articulate? Toxie takes the needle out, and he's just, like, spewing blood out of where the needle was. Toxie finds a mop, and he goes back to the class and kicks well, ass. Well, he brings Tito back to the classroom where the bomb is counting bomb down is, to explode yes. instead of getting him right. a safety. The danger. Yeah. <laughs> you hey, don't he, stop doing drugs. It's dangerous. Let me put you next to something that could level the building down. This is where drugs take you, kid. That's <laughs> right. It's, it's scaring him straight. I guess. <laughs> Toxie then smashes one of the diaper mafia guys' heads with a government book and a Bible, and an alarm goes off because uh, they're doing the uh, just someone screaming about separation of church and state. Uh, alarm goes off. Holy cow! Lardass! I've got to go impregnate my wife! It's time! <laughs> In the and, middle uh, of all this. Lardass holds down the fort with sausage nunchucks. Toxie gets home and fucks his girl, Sarah! Yay! It's, it's uh, back OG. to being the right person, yeah. And when he finishes, he pukes out waste <laughs> and starts smoking. Uh, Lardass keeps fighting. Toxie feels he needs to go back and help him. Sarah then argues with Toxie about him leaving and that Lardass can handle things on his own. She packs his lunch and he leaves. At the press scene, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, is caught and asked why he isn't helping. And he's drinking some sort of like pint of vodka through a straw or whatever, and he drags the reporter with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Kabuki Man, I think it's safe we're going to say that he assaults a woman. As soon well, she, as she, 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 that reporter like winds up right back out of the press <laughs> grouping asking questions. So I'm like, did they shoot this later and forget this woman's part of later scenes? or What I'm going to say trauma. is that, that she broke free from Sergeant Kabuki Man's grasp and so i got a job to do and he's like all right i'm gonna drink so yeah. he, tr- he he tried to do something awful even though he's supposed to be a hero but right that th- the woman was too strong so good for her the bomb is gonna go off Lardass covers it in peanut butter and eats the bomb as Toxie evacuates people Lardass ends up farting the whole thing out but then this special needs kid and this diaper mafia woman who have, she's been profusely like humping him yeah. the entire time through Ugh. this. She's like all naked and stuff. He lights a cigarette to finish and the whole place explodes. <laughs> Toxie's not a real great hero in this movie. He, he's a lot he's a lot more heroic in the other movies. This one 
I don't know. He was just tired or something. I don't know what was up with him. And he's like, pause. I got to go fuck. Yeah. All in uh, less than five minutes there and back. I will say this, that his deaths are still creative, but they don't, the setup doesn't take for fucking ever, like in parts mm-hmm. two and three. That is, <laughs> right. a, that is a lovely treat. Toxie grieves as Tito bitches and he leaves. The cops then get mad at Toxie and open fire. The cop with the megaphones, the chairman from the previous two films. Yes, you, uh, can, you can also just call him by, as he's credited in the credits as make guns go boom now. That's funny. Huh. <laughs> well, like, if, you, if you look at the credits, I do highly suggest that you do, but it will list the character's name and then either like how they died or like something they said so that way you know who the hell they're they're talking about in the credits uh a car pulls up to get toxie and it's sergeant kabuki man nypd and he gets in the car and they have a chase with the unmarked car but it's not quite sergeant kabuki man nypd he looks different it's like oh something different we just saw him in the scene this guy's wearing white his face looks different because he's actually evil kabuki man we just don't know it yet so Mm. i want you jackasses that hear me say sergeant kabuki man nypd and they're like that's not sergeant kabuki man nypd it's evil kabuki man i know it's evil kabuki man but at this point in the story we don't know we just know he looks different so give me a break back at the scene of the school a gangster looking toxi in all black with a with a gold chain that says n on it emerges to the cheers of everyone and you're like huh well this guy's actually the noxious offender and we're gonna explain all this evil kabuki man noxious offender stuff in a little while but he rips a cop's arms off in front of everyone and he says and they're like stay back everybody he's armed (laughs) (laughs) i i loved that joke that's a good joke it's not like thrown in your face either. Like you could miss it if you're watching it, but it's there. Right. The the Nazi cop is enjoying it, and a reporter questions him, and he strangles her. Then also throws a mic into another reporter's mouth, and he begins tearing through the crowd, ripping off limbs and killing people. We get back to the chase with Toxie and Evil Kabuki Man. They end up running over an old woman, and they like smash her, and she shits herself. <laughs> was this shit okay, Jessica, or was it as bad? I as was the okay first one? with that one. Totally okay with that. Because <laughs> you didn't see big chunks of turd. I think, yeah, I don't think there was a big fat guy there making more fart of a noises wet diarrhea and fan food. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just. <laughs> so you like your you like your poop runny? Okay, fine. You're not you're not a log person. You're a. <laughs> Hey, no one was playing with it, so it's okay. I don't know what it is. It's just, God, maybe just all the sounds they were making in the beginning. No, it, it, it was gross because it was chunks and it jiggled and, the and there sounds. Were yeah, people making noises. Yeah. yeah. No, th- I agree. That is, I think that is the grossest part. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's another part in this movie that's also exceedingly gross. We'll get, ugh, but it's top two at least. <laughs> We get the trauma car flip scene. And then they, Toxie and uh, Kabuki Man, they they get out of the car before it explodes. And uh, Jessica, this is what we've been telling you about, the trauma car flip scene. When it flies up in the air and then explodes, that's what we've been I was so excited when it happened. I was like, they told me about this. I was ready. (laughs) What do they say? It's like an American-made car. Every time it lands on the ground, 
After being <laughs> yes. flying or, in the air, 25 feet, it will blow up or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so they're like, we better hurry. So you had like five seconds to still leave the car and explain that. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they, 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 they jump out of the car and you don't see them run off. You just see them like open the car doors and and then like it just cuts to the car exploding where they're nowhere near the car because com- it's footage from a completely different movie. Yes. That's what I wondered. Oh, wow. God. Yeah, it's a movie. What? Kabuki Man came out in what? 1991. It's, yeah, it's just footage from that. Anytime you see a fat clown on a unicycle, you know that, that <laughs> soon that car's going to flip over and blow up. <laughs> yep. People crowd around the evil toxies, the noxious offender, as he hates them. And we, we then get a James Gunn cameo as Dr. Flem Hawking, who talks about what the hell is going on with the two toxies. For every dimension, there exists a diametric opposite of that dimension. When two explosions of equal mass occur simultaneously, the barrier between Tromaville and its dimensional doppelganger in Mortville was weakened for a moment. This breach caused the Toxic Avenger and his evil opposite and noxious offender to enter each other's reality. Wow, that's pretty good for a shriveled up cripple who can't get it up. <laughs> that is it, hell bitch. I don't need to take this shit from you. And so when the two explosions and of equal measure happen, it breaches dimensions and... Tromaville and Mortville can cross over. And Toxie comes through the scene, and the cop car crashes through the wall, running over Hawkling, killing him. And Toxie walks down a junkie alley as Noxious Offender is in, like, the pleasant streets of Tromaville. So we get to see the uh, not-so-parallel universes there and how one's kind of a bad place and the other's a good place. Tito is in a Mortville trying to get drugs by selling his classmate, Sweetie, uh, <laughs> for for them. He goes, How am I supposed to smoke this crack without a fucking spam? Fuck off, Spasmo. That's the deal. But, 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 but the deal was the three of you guys for a rock and a stem. It's oh. one of my favorite Tito lines. <laughs> There's a lot to pick from. The diaper mafia doppelgangers are the ones in the alley. And Toxie shows up and they think he's noxious offender. Toxie rips the tongue out of the leader's mouth. He beats the other two with his mop. Toxie then helps Tito and Sweetie Honey and takes them to what he believes is his residence. But there's no shack there. Toxie gives them food from his lunch sack. Tito drinks piss. <laughs> oh, gross! This whiskey tastes like pregnant ladies' piss. <laughs> and... And there's a note in his lunch from Sarah saying she's pregnant. Toxie says they need to get back home, and he's going to figure it out. He leaves Tito and Sweetie, and they go, but then they end up going off their own. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tito doesn't want anything to do with her. Like, you know, and he starts to walk off. Yeah. Sweetie freaks out, and this is like the first, this is the first nice thing that he does in the movie. And it's character growth. Huh? Huh? Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. And Noxious is with the Nazi police officer in his car, and he makes him leave because there's an anti-Toxie press conference going on. Sarah and the teacher try to defend Toxie, 
but the people are irate. The mayor then addresses everyone, saying they need to bring him in for questioning. He then introduces new superhero characters for Troboville, starting with the Vibrator, <laughs> Dolphin Man, and he's like, unfortunately, there's not much water here, so he's pretty useless. The Mad Cowboys brought out. Next is the Masturbator. He's a combo of John Boehner and Master G. Last, he brings out Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, who stumbles out drunk and gives a pretty inebriated speech. The mayor then says, it's time for the puppet show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I love, <laughs> like, like, all of this scene, like, at the same time, it's not really, well, no, I guess it is kind of necessary because the superheroes do show up later in the movie, but I just love Kabuki Man, just, like, his speech, and then he, he's trying to defend Toxie, or who he thinks is Toxie, and I love how he says, like, he's probably bipolar. Abraham Lincoln was bipolar. He freed his slaves. And he's just <laughs> drunk and, like, falling down the whole time. Just, like, like, whenever this scene happens, like, oh, yes, here comes the Abraham Lincoln line. <laughs> That's pretty reasonable. Multiples of these superheroes are, like, masturbation things. Because mm-hmm. you have the vibrator, you have the masturbator, of course, and then the cow guy who's constantly pulling on his udders right well in during the mayor's speech like the vibrator and masturbator are playing with themselves <laughs> like just like right next to him oh, and there's, yeah. there's like uh, looking at each other like checking each other out like you're into it i'm into it it's like you're in public come on noxus offender meets a big fan a crack whore art student he then sees toxie shack toxie wanders around and finds adds of himself on a pole for the the plastic palace a truck pulling a man from behind flies by ripping the man apart in the process like legs off torso off he's just a head right toxie gives chase on the truck he hops on it getting them to hit the brakes one of the guys runs for it the driver gets slammed under the hood and burned by Toxie. The head of the man being dragged then tells Toxie he knows what to do with the guy. Toxie then takes the guy to a clan rally <laughs> and they hang him because he's so charred from the burning under the hood that they think he's black. That- Toxie keeps the head of the guy who is a black man named Pompey. So the person being drag that was based like on an actual event i don't remember where it was but it was like in the south uh believe it or not this happened i don't know like when they were writing it you know just a, a, a black guy got dragged behind a car by white supremacists so they put it into the script about what a terrible thing it was the guy that got his face burned so it looked like he had like black face basically that's the original toxic avenger oh there's so many cameos in this fucking movie, you don't even realize the cameos that are happening in it. When Toxie's going to save the day and beat up the rednecks or whatever, I like you hear the original theme, which I don't remember hearing it in part two or part three. So his mm-hmm. little whatever, do I can't do it. The, you know, the Toxie theme. Like, here I come. I'm going to save the day. It was back. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Like the, the, I can't. Like the, <laughs> I will never. Like Flight of the Valkyries, I think, is playing. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the little... And I was like, oh, I haven't heard that in a while. It's from uh, the first one. I never... I don't think it was in two or three. I don't... No, I don't remember. I, don't I guess, I, I, guess I try, to, try to forget two and three as much as possible. <laughs> they go to the Plastic Palace, Toxie and Pompey. Inside, there's a lot of plastic surgeries going on. A transgender woman thinks he's the offender, 
the noxious offender and asked about the penile implant. He asked her to give Pompey a body. Outside, Tito is digging through the trash, and two people from inside, they come outside, drop trash, and then you hear this ADR. Hey, let's go to the office and fuck. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's all all kinds. (laughs) Like, that voice happens all over this movie. It must have just been like the editor or something. Just like, well, fuck it. Let's fill it in with more stupid jokes. Tito and Sweetie open one of the buckets that was dropped off out back and find Pompey's head and a bunch of guts in it. A cowman wanders by and everybody screams. As Toxie is walking in an alley, he runs into a particle physicist. That is the lard-ass doppelganger. He tells him his name is Chester and he's now reduced to sucking cock for 50 cents. <laughs> and he's, he's married to Claire, who is actually that Immortville's Sarah. And the master... And he's also the master of interdimensional travel. Claire's been kidnapped by the noxious offender, and Toxie says he'll fix things for him. How do you how do you go from particle physicist to, to <laughs> cocksucker? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, his theories must have been discredited or something. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just because just because your your girlfriend is kidnapped, I mean, that's a terrible thing. But that's a huge fall from grace, isn't it? Yeah. Well, with all the Nazis around, there wasn't much of a demand for the uh, intellectual work he was trying to provide. Um, What the hell is wrong with this region in both Tromaville and Amortville? Nazis everywhere. (laughs) What the fuck is going on in New Jersey? You know, I forgot about that. The bucket that has all the human parts in it with poor Buddy's head. It's labeled hot dog parts Mm -hmm. because... The little cow guy or mad yeah. cowboy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's funny. We make hot dogs out of people here. <laughs> well, yeah, they just use all the leftover parts from the plastique <laughs> palace and process the hell out of them into hot dogs. Yeah. A noxious offender and the crack whore are talking to Sarah as she talks about the baby and being pregnant. The crack whore feels her up and she thinks it's Melvin. <laughs> Still, though she describes body parts, noxious offender tells her it's. It's good for the baby. As the uh, the lovemaking begins, we go back to Amortville. Toxie shows up at, at like some S&M dude's place who tries <laughs> to get all up on Toxie and wants to like fuck him as Claire is on the bed laying down and he tries to wake her up and she has jack teeth and she can see is one thing. But this one is deaf and we get a, a nude woman in the corner of our screens that translates her sign language or whatnot claire is asking for him to wreck her (laughs) and he winds up in a different kind of threesome than the other tromaville where noxious uh watches some lesbian action and then pulls out his wang which scares off the crack whore he goes to bone sarah as we see toxie getting it from behind and forced onto claire he tries to explain to claire he's not who he is while the translator smokes a cigarette in the bottom corner. <laughs> she's got, she's got nothing says, to do. Yeah, he says Chester sent him. Noxious offender is boning Sarah to her horror. He goes, I would love to have your abortion. Yeah. And the, the, the Hitler officer shows up at the door. He leaves Sarah tied to the bed when 
And then when Toxie and Claire leave the building, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, the well, evil Kabuki Man, uh, he confronts him, saying he's not the noxious offender. The mayor prays for a sign to show he's there for the people of Tromoville. And we see like a, a cross, on like a the shadow of a cross on his chest, and you can tell someone's like holding it. So I thought they were trying to do some cheesy effect there. And uh, then Noxus shows up and shoves a cross through his throat, out the back of his head. And then the Sklar brothers report that the mayor is out and Toxie is in. And uh, the evil Kabuki man and Toxie then fight in a Mortville. Toxie wanders into like a butcher butchery factory and fights the cow guy. Then evil Kabuki man and Toxie get in a kung fu battle in there. And Tito and Sweetie are tied up there along with Pompey. And Pompey chews Tito's ropes to free him. The cow begins to wake on the ground and comes at Toxie with a butcher knife. Toxie guards himself with a human torso. Sweetie then knocks the cow over the head with a frying pan. Toxie tosses him in a meat grinder, which turns him into nicely packaged meat and sausages. Mm-hmm. Toxie and Tito and Sweetie go to leave with Pompey. And then Evil Kabuki Man watches them escape. And he goes, oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how he just sees them. Like, they're not that far away. He's just, they're very slowly getting away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is delightful comedy the, the whole fight scene it's actually in a former mental institution they just had the reign of it so they just used it as much as they could when he first walked in i thought it was the health club i was like oh <laughs> is he going back no not at all that's like a kitchen but i don't know why i just wanted to go back to the gym you d- you just really want to see him connect with his origins but yeah. in a different dimension you know, whatever he doesn't know that but it's toxic is Toxie still not... No, he hasn't. He still hasn't figured out that he's in a different dimension, right? Dumb, dumb. An old-timey newsreel from, like, the 30s, 40s talks about Tromadu. Like That's Xanadu, it. but... Trom... Tromadu. <laughs> the newsreel talks about Tromadu, where the mayor lived. And we get a cameo by the devil. Shows up there. <laughs> Some on the building. Uh, we see lots of art and crazy sex parties and such. And the noxious offender acts like a jackass to the people and just, like, kills them. Uh, Julie Strange, Strange shows up to fuck a guy, but uh, the noxious offender smashes his head with her boobs and then rips her face off. Mm-hmm. How hard are her breasts that they could murder so they could crush a skull? <laughs> Smash! He also kills most of the party, and then he has a bloody nose, and they ask him what's on his face, and he says, nose blood, and drops a snow globe. <laughs> ha ha. Like the only part of the movie that references the movie that it's actually named after. <laughs> right, that's uh, true. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Tromadu mansion, that's actually the Playboy mansion. And, okay. Yeah, they paid... Way too much money to be there, uh, apparently, for that day. There's their budget. Yeah. And Hugh Hefner, he came out, you know, to talk like, hey, how was your day going and shit? So they put him in the movie, said, hey, you're going to be the president of the United States. Like, okay, fine. They filmed it, spent all this time on it. And then later, Hugh Hefner had his lawyers send a letter to Troma demanding that he be cut out of the movie. Oh, wow. His lawyers. I watched the second one. I'm out. (laughs) Hugh Hefner, the man who made money off of selling 
nude pictures of Marilyn Monroe without her consent said, hey, I don't want to be associated with your movie. The other heroes and uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, talk about fighting the noxious offender and Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, wants to get out of there instead. The cow man then gives a speech. He's speaking in cow, but he... (laughs) Everyone's attentive. It's, it's 20 seconds of mooing. And it excites all of them to masturbate <laughs> or whatever they do. <laughs> and they decide to go to battle. And then we cut to all of them dead, but except for Sar- Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD who runs away. That's his, go- and his go-to moves are running away, drinking, and assaulting, like sexually assaulting people. What yeah. a hero. Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD wanders drunk and having to pee. By talks to Shaq, he enters there to go pee. Then he sees Sarah on the bed with his wiener hanging out. <laughs> and he decides he's going to rescue her, but then passes out on the bed on top of her. Chest- I'm going to start uh, fashioning or uh, styling my pubic hair like uh, Kabuki Man. Because it, yeah? <laughs> it is Kabuki hair. It is. It is uh, it's something. It's a, that a, was so funny. A, a beautiful <laughs> pubic arrangement. <laughs> but, Just like uh, a big fake penis and pubis outside the <laughs> pubis. costume well it was it was a condom filled with paint that's what that's <laughs> what that dick was chester finishes a blowjob for the sheriff <laughs> and he like i mean he like he spit oh he erupts mayonnaise it's, out of his mouth Ew. right yeah <sighs> and the guy gives him up like a cream pie after it <laughs> Claire then arrives. Chester is concerned with what has happened to her face, and they make they make out mm. and uh, um uh bone. This uh, 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 second grossest scene with, of the movie. It, yeah, it is. She shredding cheese all over each other, uh, like yeah. And, as a foot and a cheese fetish thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with Joe Flyshaker, who is let's just let's be conservative and say he's 500 pounds and i i i am almost 3600 <laughs> nice. yeah okay realistically 600 pounds and here is this very attractive woman and she has to rub herself and on him shirtless and we can see like scars on his body from surgeries and oh when Pulling up that, just his naked chest or whatever. Like when a woman's kissing a man's chest is one thing. She can't even get to his chest. It's just this big belly area, leaving her lipstick mark everywhere. (sighs) It was. I think it was the underside of, well, of the belly. Right. It is. (laughs) And like she's, you know, rubbing his belly because she can't get to his genitals because there's so much fat. It is. It is the grossest love scene I think I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> and it is, like you said, the second grossest thing in this movie that's full of graphic, ridiculous murder. Because it's their bodies. And then, like, the cheese gets rubbed, like, on her feet. And there's, like, crumbles of it on his chest and her belly. When- and then there's cheese oh. on her chest too, and it's <laughs> like it's God. it's gross, and I just feel sad for everyone involved in it. She they you know what it was a very sweet scene though, but as soon as uh, Claire yeah. says, "Did you remember the cheese?" I started to gag, and I was like, "What cheese?" Yeah, and it was actually cheese, but still disgusting. Just and, 
the uh, you know the, the the lesbian love scene that we mentioned earlier. The woman that uh, plays Sarah was supposed to be topless for that, but th- th- on the day she freeze and freaked out and didn't want to do it so this is kind of her um a payment for that <laughs> that ah. like, like seriously like oh you're not gonna do that well fuck you now you're getting topless in this scene like now you're gonna be part of the grossest thing that w- oh yeah so that's funny yeah so if you say you're gonna do something you should do it otherwise well that sounds really threatening never mind ignore that <laughs> <laughs> Although I do appreciate, because it was funny, whenever they would show Claire sometimes, even if she wasn't speaking, mm-hmm. she would have her little interpreter girl in the scene at the bottom with her, the little bubble of the mm-hmm. naked girl just hanging out, eating pizza or something. Just like, whatever. I'm not even going to interpret anything. I'm just here. I do like that. I do wish like they would have either played it up more or done less of it. You know what I mean? Because there are just times where it's just like, all right, there's this circle in the bottom of the screen that's just kind of... <laughs> there and she's not like really doing that much i don't know there's i don't know it is one of the uh, a minor complaint i guess on my part uh so sarah visits gynecologist Corey feldman about her pregnancy uh she either will explode giving birth or if she aborts it she'll live she says she has to think about it but he informs her she only has two hours in her Stomach balloons up, and it's like, oh, crap. At the abortion clinic, people are protesting, and Sarah gets blood spilled on her during the protest, and she enters. She begins to get the abortion, but things kind of go zany, and the doctor <sighs> ends up falling on some sort of hook in his ass and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a speculum. That's a, that's a medical device. Speculum. Yeah. Yes, right. used to open the vagina slash uterus. Right. Uterus. Area, <laughs> indeed. All right. And, the, and this is another scene of just more cameos because the woman that was from Toxic Avenger Part 2 and 3, that was the main evil woman. Oh, yeah. Malfair? Malfair, thank you. That's her. And the dude, the doctor oh. that gets a speculum up his butt, <laughs> that's the guy that played the evil one from Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Oh. So like I said, like even when you don't know there's cameos happening, there's a cameo happening in your movie. Speculum, speculatastic. Specul- Ooh, the speculum Just- opens up the cervix, mm-hmm. not the uterus. <laughs> I just want to be clear about where oh. body parts are. Well, s- the cer- well, I feel like I cer- should know. Survey. Yeah. The survey. The survey. Either and way, it's really awkward. Well, speculum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chester, Chester and Claire find Toxie. Um, the translator is eating during this. <laughs> That's where I was just she, cracking up. She so is great. She's topless, by the way. <laughs> she's uh, eating pizza. Yeah, she's topless. Have yeah. we mentioned that? That this is a topless with glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I mentioned that right at the beginning that she was topless. Yeah. Because there's not enough nudity in the movie. Thank God they found another way to get a woman topless in this movie. <laughs> uh, Chester takes him to his lab to get them back to where they belong. We get a montage of them figuring out how to work it as uh, James Gunn's corpse rots on the floor. After <laughs> Chester realizes he had the power to go home the whole time and gives him ruby red slippers. <laughs> and when they go to leave, Tito says he's going to stay. He goes, I don't belong anywhere. But as long as there are people like evil Kabuki man running around, I must stay and protect the citizens of Amotville. I have become the retarded revenger. And don't forget about your sidekick, Pompey. 
the baddest, bodiless motherfucker in all of Amortville. Toxie gives Tito lard-ass his mask and says he'll miss him. And then they they do the, the whole clicking of the hills, and there's no place like Tromaville. Uh, we get to the set of Missionary Impossible in 1973 where a porn is being filmed with two dudes fucking and a woman playing with a cucumber <laughs> and Toxie and Sweetie briefly show up and disappear in it. And that, yeah, it's the, that's it. The, the, se- <laughs> the second time that Toxie is sodomized in this movie. <laughs> we then get to heaven where God, who's like a little dwarf guy, it's, rough looking it's, it's little dwarf guy. Hank the angry dwarf. Who is who's on mm-hmm. Howard Stern and drunk and just a doesn't seem like he had a great existence. <laughs> like like he and Tito right. are having a similar experience with their life. So he's talking with a guy about all the deadly diseases and stuff he's brought on the world. Toxie appears. He says he wants to go home. God wonders why he'd want to go anywhere than there. But a guy whispers in his ear and he decides to let him go back and he says to do two things for him first you gotta go kick the asses of all the murderers and child rapists yeah and you tell the pope to stop talking about me he doesn't know me he's an asshole and tell him that his hat looks fucking stupid uh yes sir get out of here i loved that he doesn't know me he was he's got a stupid hat too (laughs) perfect (laughs) yes Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD is chilling with folks at Toxie's shack, and Toxie and Sweetie appear on the bed. He says he had a dream about Kabuki Man. Toxie wants to go after Noxious Offender, but Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD and my best friend says it's too much and that all the other heroes are dead. How does Toxie know about all of this? Oh. The Noxious Offender? I mean, like what he's done or. Well. Kabuki Man he, tells him yes. Okay, okay. I felt like Toxie knew a lot more than I thought he would have coming back at the time. But I'm not. Uh, I'm, not I'm not watching the movie again for a while. I've watched it four times. All I'm right. fine. <laughs> I just anticipate Tox- things not actually linking up together. Maybe, yeah. and I accepted it, and I was like, okay. You've become as that's fair enough. That's probably the smartest you've thing. You become familiar with Troma's writing and editing and directing. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. they're like. They're like, we're not going to show you clips again. I guess it's better than a montage of here's yes. everything that's happened, yeah. and he finds out. Yeah, there's only one montage in this movie, and it is to further the plot along, not to recap shit. What? I know, right? Yeah. What a groundbreaking thing right. to do in a trauma movie. And, and it's also the only scene in this movie where you can actually hear what the fucking music is. Because there's music throughout the whole movie. Like, you know, not, not yeah. just instrumental stuff but like actual band uh playing songs yeah, right, right. yeah yeah but you can't hear the fucking lyrics or you can barely hear the music because it's just turned down so low i don't fucking know why they did that but that in that one scene it's a really nice song and um i don't know it made me feel good i guess well toxie says it's up to him and kabuki man to take down noxious offender at the hospital, some doctors are smoking outside. Noxious offenders with Sarah wanting the birth to happen with a with a doctor. Uh, he leaves. Noxious offender says, "If you need me, I'll be in a snack bar having nachos." <laughs> yeah, I found that I found that funny for some reason. Well, he's like, was, he's, <laughs> the noxious offender. So much of his dialogue is just under his breath. He's he's just like filthy Popeye 
almost the whole, like the whole right, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxie shows up and takes down the Nazi guards. We see a naked old man with his penis out run through the halls Finally. as Toxie continues. Toxie continues to kick Nazi ass with his mop. He stops to look at a map that shows where everyone in the movie is at the time. He is then charged at by many armed guards. He shoves his mop into one's throat and swings around like a, it's basically a dummy on a stick, but he starts swinging <laughs> his body around. He sticks a bunch of needles in the guy's face. The guy goes, Oh no! Now I've got AIDS! <laughs> Which I think that line is from Troma's War, I think. If it's if it's not, I apologize. And I know, oh. I know that it, it, like the same scene happened in a different trauma movie. So not only are there cameos from other trauma people, there are cameos from lines from other trauma movies. <laughs> Easter eggs so, for the fans. Oh shit. He makes a bloody mess of like everyone. I mean, it's just, there's probably like two feet of blood on the ground and he rips one guy's head off and another's balls off and then blood it's just bloody toxie then he takes the head nazi into radiology and we see an x-ray of toxie crushing his head toxie finds sarah and the noxious offender and he says yeah i fucked her <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, I thought that was so funny yeah. dirty pie <laughs> uh toxie punches him and then we see the babies in the womb begin to do battle. Toxie and the Noxious Offender have a like mop lightsaber battle mm-hmm. because like they, they make the sounds and the the babies in the womb do the same with and mop with mop everybody. <laughs> but, but not only has she become pregnant and is giving birth within hours impregnation, but there's also mops inside her too. <laughs> that poor woman. Noxus gets Toxie in a headlock and then pumps his dick uh, like he's got like a pump. And he pumps his dick up. He goes, Not only am I going to kill you, Stop, no. I'm going to rape your virgin ass first. No! no. You ever been to prison? And it's this dick monster that comes out of his pants. Well, here's, and here's the thing. Toxie, he's been violated twice anally in this movie already. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and and the, uh, the, the penis monster, that's the penis monster from Tromeo and Juliet. So... Oh, so, yeah. props, clips, dialogue, people. Anything's a cameo in this oh. fucking movie. Maybe the gurneys in the hospital were from other trauma movies, too. <laughs> Who's to say? Toxie wriggles his way out and headlocks Noxious Offender and pumps his dick till it explodes and splatters Sarah with blood. The good baby kills the, the other in the womb. Toxie gives a speech about how he's real compared to Noxious Offender and begins ripping into his insides. Noxious Offender then begins shaking and smoking, and then Melvin rises from him, the the untoxified Toxic Avenger Melvin. They share a moment and hug, and then Melvin bites Toxie's ear. Melvin goes crazy humping Toxie, and Toxie throws him out a window, to which we get the exact same scene from the original movie where Melvin jumps out the window, lands in the barrel, and then catches fire running off, but he has new dialogue, like, fuck you, I'm going back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What's extra funny that he throws him out, because it's still, you know, in the original movie, it's clearly someone different from Mark Torgel, and they finally have Mark Torgel for this. It's the same footage, and it's still... Like, not only is it someone... That doesn't look anything like him. It's also someone that is 20 years younger than Mark Torkel as well. <laughs> being thrown out a window. Like, 
clearly blonde hair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Clearly blonde. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a foot taller and better shape. Just everything is different yeah. about him. Uh, and and, and uh, also when Mark Torgal, you know, the original Melvin comes out, it, it reminded me of part three when the devil's coming out of the chairman. You know, that took forever. I thought like this is how you do it. It's ten seconds, and the person just comes yeah. out. Oh, that was yes. so nice. It was just. It was just so much of this movie is like, we learned. We're not doing that again. Uh, Sarah and Toxie then rejoice, and she begins having the baby. The doctors run in, and they freak. Oh, my God. She's hemorrhaging. No, no. This is just dick tissue. Oh. Oh. Uh, the, the, The Sklar Brother news guys have a brief moment. And then we cut to the giant baby already born. 60-pound baby. They say 60-pound yes. baby. 60 pounds. She had two of those huge. in her. Huge. <laughs> it's a good uh, thing that Toxie's uh, we... dong is huge because, I mean, otherwise he's not going to feel anything. 60 pounds coming out of her. <laughs> the Ms. Wiener then comes in to thank Toxie for saving her and her baby, Laquisha. The students then come to thank him and give him an Alumnus of the Year award. Sweetie comes back, gives Toxie her blanket. She says she's a big girl now. Asks Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. He rolls in saying he needs to have stitches removed from his anus. Tromaville Pompey, full body with a head, comes in with the other evil baby. Toxie says, they have plenty of love. A new American family for a new millennium. They take a peek and it's a little Kabuki Man. No. (laughs) (laughs) He freaks and then runs off as Toxie gets angry and grabs his mop. And everyone laughs. Freeze frame with the words fiend, but then Kabuki Man sneaks by the front of the screen. <laughs> and finally, Stan Lee narrates about doppelgangers and alternate realities as we see Lloyd Kaufman in a shower cap and tidy whities as he comes face to face with his own doppelganger in the street. Stan Lee then talks about the Toxic Avenger and reminds everyone to recycle their bottles and cans, and we get the credits. <laughs> but if you stayed after the credits, you get more Sklar News Brothers guys. This just in, Jesus out. Satan in. And that's the movie. <laughs> and I, for one, worship our Dark Lords. So I thought the second baby died, but then maybe he just gave up inside the womb, the little mop fight. Right. But damn, I was happy when it was Kabuki's. <laughs> that, uh, apparently there were three babies inside her. <laughs> and in true Kabuki man fashion, the baby just did not engage in the fight at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kabuki Man wasn't always a failure, but I don't know. Just over time, he just fucking gave up. <laughs> he gave Sweetie some booze and took advantage of her. Well, not took advantage, made her a woman, a grown-up. Right. No, so I, maybe he helped her on her journey. I don't know how old Sweetie Honey is supposed to be. Let's just not let's let's not get into that. I don't think that's necessary. The the person playing her is certainly of a legal age, so. We'll just give this one a pass, I guess. It, it seemed consensual, and you know what? That's better than in some other trauma movies, so cool. Well, shit, there's, like, non-consensual stuff going on here. That's why there were two Toxie babies fighting it out. <laughs> and this one, I think, with where trauma was at when we saw previous movies, these ones, they really start ramping up the sex stuff. Mm-hmm later on with their movies and then like i mean when you go 12 years or so after this with return to newcomb high it's even yeah more well these are almost like grindhouse movie like exploitation movies 
because they're a whole new level of them, yeah. Right, because they don't have. I mean, they have plenty of cameos, but as far as names for the actual actors, you know, people don't know who the fuck these people are. So you have to heavily rely on violence and nudity. Now they do have the, the character, the Toxic Avenger, so that helps. But but still, you know, they don't have they don't have the budget for bigger things. Like this is the cheapest Toxic Avenger movie that's been made. Like second one was like two million, and the first one was at least maybe I don't know for the million, but still. But the budget was around like five hundred thousand dollars. But you know that's what five hundred thousand dollars in the year what two thousand. You know that's that is really really cheap movie for that time, and this is with a established mm-hmm. independent studio. But the money didn't go like to like the the actors. You know it went to the special effects people like like the gun wranglers and stuff like that and i i gotta tell you the the people that they got they acted like they knew what they were doing but they weren't very good at what they did the you know the beginning of the movie with the diaper mafia where the leader played by trent haga who's one of the writers of this movie that gun like it jammed all the time this guy he showed up late with this gun like it was literally just that was the only thing he did he did he brought a fucking that one fucking gun he got paid like a couple of grand or whatever outrageous amount it was for the day and the gun continually jammed and you know a a big gun like that you think oh it's gonna fire up a shitload of rounds the most they got to shoot at one time was 10 rounds and that was just for one fucking shot and it was just a lot of just bullshit like that. Like, as we were going through this, I was just thinking of all the crazy shit I found out about this movie, and I can't... We could have literally spent the entire time just talking about the, biz, the, the ridiculous shit that happened. People quitting. There was one day where, like, 11 people quit the production of this movie. And Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking dumpster fire. If you, I highly recommend that if you, you want to watch this movie... Watch the documentary about it. I think it was called Apocalypse Soon. It will come on like any release of this movie other than like streaming or whatever. But it's just a, all the time dumpster fire getting this fucking thing made. And it's just amazing that it was even captured on film sometimes. Just, oh my God. Like I felt like a- anxiety building within me as I was watching it. I just had the weirdest dream. And Sergeant Kabuki Man and NYPD, you were there. Except you were evil and... You kicked my ass. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we're cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means like Tito, fuck this, I'm out of here. No citizen taxi for you. Converted, which means you're you're all right with, with having Mayor Noxious Offender. He's, he's okay as long as he leaves you alone. Or drink the Kool-Aid. You would fuck Chester, <laughs> a.k.a. Lardass. Cheese and all. Cum in his mouth. Pie. Oh, yeah. Loving it. Drinking Aye. the Kool-Aid. So how do you rate Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger 4, Jessica? I will say I am converted because I wanted to see how Toxie's story played out and after part two and three, which were just whatever. I don't know. It was good. There was actually a plot, a storyline. Yes, there's a lot of offensive stuff, which is pretty much, I guess, trauma. But I don't know. It all made sense. So uh, converted. Cullen. That, that was nice to watch a Toxie movie that made sense. <laughs> and it, it never dragged, ever. 
which is an, another really nice change of pace from the other movies. There's there's a lot of stuff in this movie where it is like social commentary, but it it makes some kind of whack ass sense within the trauma universe. This is definitely not a movie for someone that is sensitive, and <laughs> you should if you're watching a trauma movie. You should know that uh, if someone suckered you into it, they're a bad person. If you're a sensitive person and they suckered you into it, they're bad people and you shouldn't associate with them anymore. But I, I will say that I was thoroughly entertained by it. I think it's fascinating. I love I love Tito more than I should. I could very easily see myself watching this movie again, but just skipping to the parts that Tito talks. I was thoroughly entertained by it and I, I definitely drink the Kool-Aid on it. Warts and all with this movie. Yes, so Brandon, how do you rate Citizen Toxie, Toxic Avenger 4? I, I drink the Kool-Aid on it. Every time I pick this movie up, I'm laughing a lot over and over again. I think this is one of like the best trauma movies. This is one of their apexes, and they you know they hit it again with uh, Toxie, their flagship character. Yeah, it moves. I think what's cool, they have a, they have a lot of worthwhile stuff to cut back and forth to between different Tromavilles, different characters, and they really nail having the supporting characters around they're all member i mean you have tito you have lardass you have noxious offender you have the cigar-faced nazi police officer i mean they all have something around they're like these just this little weird universe which i feel like they were trying a couple times in the second and third one but never quite succeeded and and here i think they are and they, they just got funny stuff like the, the group of superheroes like the the masturbator is fucking hilarious i found that funny uh sergeant kabuki man love him I don't know. This one just really works for me. I laugh a lot. Maybe I, maybe I am an asshole because I'm laughing at things maybe I shouldn't be. Tito forever. I love that guy. And yeah, this is this is definitely one of my favorite trauma movies that, that I've ever seen, <laughs> and continue to go back to. Like I I might pick this one up before I watch the original. Ooh. Like I mean I don't know. This one moves. It's I mean it's fun. It's hard. It's a hard decision. But which well okay. So everyone's least favorite of these was the second one, correct? Like that's oh yeah I don't have yeah. to ask one yeah. one okay so, so what, Jessica what was your favorite one of these uh maybe I think the first one and what would be after that one definitely four so you'd be like one four three two one four three and two doesn't even get on the scale <laughs> oh of like snap. the cartoon I haven't watched I'm so mad at part two stuff. Newcomb High two where Toxie <laughs> shows up for a second. <laughs> A poster I saw. <laughs> um, where, where, where do you hold them? I in the hierarchy. I am one. I one hundred percent agree with Jessica on the order one, four, okay. three, two. Uh, I only wish that Toxie had access to a time machine so we could take Tito back to be in the first one and make it even better. Aww. Yeah, you need more Tito. Yeah, they, yeah. Tito's got to keep coming back. Like if they do the fifth one. You got to have Tigo, which was originally rumored to be like the toxic twins. Right. And they shot some like promotional stuff, but like nothing's come of it. So, yeah, yeah, who the hell knows what will happen with, with that. But it better have Tito and Kabuki Man and then like Son of Lardass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That means that Lardass had sex with someone and. We saw it on camera. We someone saw it found on camera. his dick. So, yeah. <laughs> Put on the block of cheese and find your dick. Maybe that's why there was a, maybe that's why the cheese was involved because it was difficult to find his genitals. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to judge that part. Whatever. <laughs> so, so has Toxie ever appeared in any of the other trauma films? 
yes. outside of Toxic Avenger. Okay. He's in one of the Nukem Highs. But that's just a, a cameo, hmm. right? Right. It just makes a cameo kind of like a, the penis monster, I guess. <laughs> right. I haven't seen Nukem High 2 yet, so uh, or I've only seen the first one, so I'm looking forward to eventually seeing this. I know that there's like some music video that was made where like where Toxie is in it, and he's like a major part of the, the music video. I'll have to look it up, see if I can find it. I want to say Newfound Glory, but I wouldn't swear to that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. He's also he's also in Terror Firmer. Mm. He also makes a cameo there, too. Yeah, that's, a, that's another one of the big trauma movies. Like, like there's the, the Toxic Avenger movies, there's Kabuki Man, there's the Nukem High series, and then there's just, you know, stuff like that, like Tromeo and Juliet, Troma's War, Terror Firmer, Poultry Geist, these other things that are, like, the, the big, like, like the, the middle tier trauma movies. Well, it was an hour and 45 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But, like, Around there. I, like you were saying, Colin, it, it didn't really feel like an hour and 45, so... Mm-hmm. No, the other ones felt you were like you were yeah. climbing a mountain. This one just zipped through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they did a great job. I mean, they had some time to uh, figure it out, I guess. But yeah. here's here's a little uh, thing to know because I am a fucking living encyclopedia for this movie now. Uh, they shot so much footage that for a moment Lloyd again thought to split this into two movies. <laughs> And, no, and, and th- and, think that. And thankfully, there are enough other people that cared about this fucking movie and said, "No, make this fucking Remember work." Remember what happened last yeah, time? Exactly. Uh, the, the- was he like, "Oh, I was on Southwest.com, and we've got some really cheap tickets to Japan. We could easily just go there real quick <laughs> if we want to, uh, because then we could bring that reporter back." And it's like, "No." <laughs> who's your Who's your favorite Toxie bad guy? I, I like Cigar Face. I don't know why. He just just always looks happy and he's silly. He has a cigar in his face, whatever. So I guess him, although he's, what is he in part four? Make guns go bang guy or something. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the, uh, well, that was the police chief from. That was the chairman. From oh, okay. The other right, 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 right. He, he was the chief fr- of uh, Amortville trying to kill Toxie because he thought he was yes. the noxious offender. Yeah. The little Hitler mustache mm. officer. No, that is from that's from Tromaville. Okay, I, I was getting confused. <laughs> when I, 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 oh, Jesus, there's so much that happens in this movie. <laughs> I know they need to have like goatees if they're the evil ones. That's all it is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, apparently, if you're a Nazi, you have a little mustache. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who is your favorite bad guys? I want to say Bozo from the first one, but I think the, the Noxious Offender is my favorite bad guy from these movies because of like the like the Tourette's that he kind of has, where he's just like muttering underneath <laughs> his breath. Like when uh, well, I think it was like that that evil like the the Nazi police guy comes to the door, and you hear Noxy mutter, "Better not be another fucking Jehovah's Witness," and he he swings open the door, and just fuck off. <laughs> I just love that. I like the, the the brief appearance of the fish head guy in the second <laughs> one. He was uh, oh in my heart. No, uh, let's see. I like probably like uh, evil Kabuki Man or Noxious Offender. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty fun. The evil Kabuki Man has some f- Kabuki Man all around. Yeah. What's Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD do that's good in this movie? Huh? He made me laugh. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he made me laugh. Yes. He he. At one point, he tried. To do something good and fucked it up because he's a drunken wash up. So, 
Poor Kabuki, yeah. man. You know, if the others would have listened to them, they would still be alive. He was like, hey, let's just bounce. <laughs> so he tried. Yeah. He wasn't brave, but. He, uh, he was smarter. He's like, look, uh, he killed a crowd of thousands of people by himself. What the <laughs> fuck can five, what can we do? Two of you, all you do is masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> the cat masturbate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Tito would have fit right in with this super group, wouldn't he? I will say there is a I don't know for the different countries that listen to this podcast, but there is a bait and tackle shop in Anderson, Indiana, and it's actually called the Masturbator. Wow. Is it is it Anderson or Chesterfield? But they've got T-shirts, mm-hmm. so you know if you're ever in that area. Well, now I got to cosplay as Master Bader and just walk in there. <laughs> they won't get it, but fuck them. I mean, I'm still going to jerk off in the store because that's what he does. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> They'll be like, what are you doing? Get out of here, you pervert. That's not what you do here. Like, no, no, it's the costume. Don't worry. It'll be, yeah. it'll be worth it. This is my store. <laughs> Can't you tell from my hairy palms? Gosh. Lardass is all grown up now, but when I made him my ward all those years ago, I promised him we'd be partners. I know he's a big boy now, a really, really big boy now, but he's just not ready to defend Tromaville on his own. You go to your lard ass. Maybe he'll have your baby for ya. I love you, Sarah. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we jump from one themed month to another. Yeah, that's right. We're bringing back June Dawn Baker Month. Our first film will be Joysticks from 1983. And joining us for both June Don Baker Month features will be our old friend Jim Dietz from the HHWLOD Podcast Network. And we always appreciate your listen, but we are especially want to thank Jessica, who made it through all of this like a pro, and now she's a five-time guest. It's a, it's incredible, and we owe you a debt of gratitude. I feel so special that you let me uh, be a part of Trome. It was a lot of fun learning about Toxie and the Trome universe and everything except for part two. So you probably do owe me there. Yeah. But no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to Joysticks, the trailer that actually trails. Joysticks. If everyone would like to bag the noise, okay, like we could do this. Everyone's doing it, but it's not vulgar. <laughs> Kids play with their joysticks day in and day out, jerking back and forth. Everyone's doing it, but it's not violent. <laughs> like where are we supposed to go? And everyone's doing it. A good clean song. You want to play? Pac-Man? You're Gene and Mommy? Oh, oh, it's been so long. Joysticks. You and I have something in common. We both like to hang out in public bathrooms. No. Prepare yourself. I would like you to meet Simba. A film for people who are totally into fun. Strip video. You got it. Games. Oh, damn it! And good times. You're running a garbage dump in here, and I intend to do something about it. You will not go to the arcade again, right? If I want to go to the arcade, like, I am going to go. Just for the fun of it. If you win, I'll close the arcade down. 
it's more fun than games. Joysticks. I can't go on like this! For listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker, edited by Brandon Peters, narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The legend of Kabuki Man begins when the mystical evil one returns to stalk the earth. The ghost of Kabuki gives policeman Harry Griswold super magic powers. Harry can transform himself into Sergeant Kabuki Man. And he transforms his friends into Master Gung Ho, Mr. Ninja, and Betty Son. Together they fight to defend the world against the most dangerous villains ever, the Evil Ones.